This is the Ladies' Maid Trigger Session for Margaret, spoken by Elswith. This session continues our Three Maids Trigger Setting Sessions. This session in the Maid series, the Ladies' Maid, Margaret, it's set to allow you to go back to a place in time when all of the elegant ladies had wonderful maids to tend to them. You will become Margaret. You will check the book of expectations and you'll follow your rules, go about your routines, and make my life all the better. Unlike Prissy or Pixie, Margaret is practical, businesslike, she sets herself to her tasks and knows exactly what she should be doing. No embarrassment here. You are not the average subject seeking a hypnotist. You found me because I adore those like you. I know as much about you as you've shared with me and yet here we are at peace relaxed. And knowing that I know that you know you can be yourself with me. Your mannerisms, your wants, your delights, they delight me too. They're encouraged and built upon. You are my rest of a busy, stressful life. You are my sanctuary. You are the one who lifts the trivial and not-so-burdens from me and makes sure that my life goes smoothly. You are my constant warmth in a world that sometimes turns down the heat so slowly that I don't realize I'm freezing. You want to immerse yourself in this experience. You want to experience being someone else. No, not in a nice suit to dinner with me, not even dressed casually, perhaps for a walk and to sit down by the river. You want something richer than that. Who knows why you want it, it doesn't matter to me. Why would we analyze what is mutual pleasure, hedonistic indulgence that we deserve? I have more than one maid. Maybe you're aware or maybe you're not, but you always know exactly which dressing room belongs to you. You know or you will know the rituals and the routines even if you're unaware because sometimes these things that we know, they remain hidden until the right person uncovers them, discovers them, and I have discovered you. You never need to wonder if I'm enjoying you or if I want you. Your confidence, my dear, it never wavers and why should it? All ladies who can afford the luxury of a maid keep one. 
and I have you. Sure, I could use the parlor maid or flirty French maid pixie, or perhaps the perpetually blushing prissy, but you are my constant. Don't you feel capable, proud of keeping your lady's life running smoothly? You want to feel yourself immersed in the role of lady's maid. Now while some are not very clever, we both know that you are because I deserve the best. I demand the best out of you. Don't I? You must be taught to understand hairdressing, dressmaking, and all of those little details that go into making my life complete. How can I throw a proper dinner party without you? You discreetly arrange the toilets with necessities that my guests might need. You push Prissy and Pixie to see that every room is just right. And I never have to wonder if my gloves are spotless or if my heels have been polished because I have you and you have me. Someone to serve in your perfectly competent way. I know it isn't easy to find so many desirable qualities combined into just one person. But here we are, and I am patient, and I am good to you, and I am willing to teach you. Thank goodness we have our book of expectations as well, and you're encouraged to check it often. Of course, you'll need a firm sense of duty and a desire to fulfill that purpose I give you, no matter how mundane. Your role here is to make my life easier and allow me to focus. And part of fulfilling that role is not making a distraction of yourself. And you'll learn to be almost invisible at times. That training, it will be yours as we continue. But first, my dear, let's prepare your mind and then prepare your body. You will come to me, into my shared reality, into my home with its hall of endless rooms. Come to me by going down, down a beautiful staircase. There are 100 steps leading down Although you can't see the bottom of the stairs from here, you somehow know that it leads to your dressing room. The place for you to find your uniform, your rules, and your proper mind. The proper mind for my perfect lady's maid. Notice the staircase. Notice the carpet if there is one, and if so, 
See how it is a perfect shade of your favorite color. Or perhaps the stairs are made of marble or wood, and if so, then that's okay. That's alright. On either side of the staircase is a beautiful firm banister that makes you feel safe and secure. The banister is smooth and polished and you place your hand lightly on it. On each step are the numbers going down from a hundred and they go all the way down to zero. And somehow, well somehow you know that the deeper down you go, the more comfortable and the more relaxed you will become. And you really want to walk down those stairs. And you intuitively know that each and every step down will take you into a familiar feeling of openness, obedience, and deep relaxation. So get ready now to begin walking down the stairs if you haven't already started. And you are going down and down and down, stepping deeper and deeper and deeper down into this wonderful, calm and comforting feeling. And the deeper you go, the more comfortable and relaxed you become. You might even decide to let the stairs fade away before reaching the bottom. And if you do, that's fine. That's fine because you will still know which number you're at. Good. You are relaxing more and more with each step down. Going further and further down into comfort and relaxation. Continue walking down as I'm quiet for a few moments. At times, you might even feel that you are floating down, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, down the stairs. Now bring your attention back to my voice and look down at the numbers, noticing how quickly they're going down. Continue walking, open and obedient. Good feelings pour over you as you continue to go down the stairs. How open have you become? as you go deeper down. You reach the bottom and step into the hallway. Not just any hallway. You know this is the entrance into my headspace, our shared reality. And there are many doors along it, but only one door is unlocked and it leads to your dressing room. You hum to yourself as you step inside this lilac-scented room. 
There is a wardrobe here, yours. You know this instinctively. Inside are your clothes, of course. You see the book of expectations open on your writing table. Your neat row of other books is lined up alphabetically, of course. A guide to simple sewing tasks. A well-thumbed etiquette guide. Perhaps a few novels gifted to you by your generous mistress. I like to give you good things. You know to read the book of expectations before you come to me. There is just one mantra here. Above the rules and the routine, I expect you to follow. And one well-groomed nail, clipped to a practical length, follows along the words as you read it. My purpose is to serve Lady Ellsworth, and I follow her rules. Again, my purpose is to serve Lady Ellsworth, and I follow her rules. I'm sure you're ready to get dressed in your uniform now, aren't you? Of course, being a lady's maid, you know that your uniform isn't anything stereotypical, is it? As a first-class lady's maid, you know that your wardrobe is from mine. Last season's dresses, bonnets, mantles, jackets, and so on all get passed down to you. In the town, you could likely pass for mistress of the house, but you would never try to do so, would you? Only the naughty ones put on airs and try to do as little as possible of the more menial work of the station. You and I both know that such a person is a nuisance in a house, and it often ends if they're kept. And being really almost mistress instead of the lady. The maid counts on her cleverness in some particular branch of her duties to keep her station. But there isn't any amount of cleverness that can save a maid from my crop, my cane, my displeasure. You are faithful obliging, rendering willing service, and ready to do anything, not only for me, your mistress, but also for my guests. A rare, wonderful lady's maid that deserves my beautiful things, perhaps you enjoy them all the more, knowing they were worn by me, and then altered by you. Loving hours put in, stitching, lowering hems, care given. Finally, you put on the simple, short-heeled shoes you'll need for what will certainly be a busy day. You will be perfectly attired to serve me in this fashion, ready to do everything I need 
because you are needed, accepted, safe to be this perfect servant for me, knowing exactly what to do. You make my life better. You wonder if you'll be so pleasing for me today or whether I'll be left wanting. And then realize your folly almost immediately. For you are my diligent and forward-thinking Margaret who lives to be pleasing to me. To keep this grand home in our shared headspace running smoothly. You know that you can free my mind of every care in the world, for you know that every mundane thing you can take from me is a blessing. And I notice every one. And knowing that you are being pleasing in this manner is its own reward. You have a number of rules you know to follow to the letter. And these rules are the sturdy wall of bricks built atop the firm foundation of the book of expectations. You follow them because they help you totally fill the role of the lady's maid. As you leave your dressing room, you know to take stock of everything you see, keeping a mental list of everything you will handle for me. In the kitchen, out of my view, you keep a small chalkboard on the wall. Be sure to never have dust on your fingers or dress. Each task you already mentally cataloged is recorded here so that nothing can be forgotten. You have time to set things in motion here in the kitchen. You don't need any guidance from your lady, no list of chores. Even the suggestion that you might is insulting. You waste no time. You fill the little clever Italian coffee pot with fine espresso grounds and place this over the flame so it can bubble away. Soon you'll be ready to seek me out, already busy, I'm certain. You'll check your appearance before you do, though you take pleasure in being able to set that cup of fresh, hot coffee on my desk without a sound. Perhaps I only notice it when the scent fills my nostrils, when you are already gone. Isn't that lovely? You can be visible and invisible. Everything fits together so seamlessly when you take care of all of it for me. You even have time to use the remaining coffee to make a drink for yourself, taking it discreetly out of sight. At some point, you'll hear the little bell ring from my study, and of course, you'll drop what you're doing. A little sand timer starts in your head, doesn't it, dear? 
30 seconds to divest yourself of rubber gloves, tuck something away in your apron pocket, ensure that you are well presented, and make your way to me. Do you think I notice on the days you skirt close to making me wait longer than that explicit expectation? Is knowing that I noticed that you kept me waiting enough of a punishment? There is no such concern today, of course. I have a request for you when you are nearby and ready to act on it. You are told to fetch a book from the shelf for me. The Book of Rhymes, Margaret. No, stay there. I want you to look something up for me. Yes, Lady Elswith, you reply. Can you say that? Yes, Lady Elswith. You stay ready by the shelf, turns towards me now, but of course keeping your gaze lowered to the slim paperback in your hands. There is a pause. An excruciating wait as you wonder if you should have started preparing lunch already. Every consideration for a rhyme with luck pet, as in down on your luck. And of course you cringe. You're not like Pixie, the slut who delights in the overtly sexual who likes to be on display and will take every opportunity to be suggestive. You don't have any such crass and self-serving tendencies. So you flick through the book to find Buck, which you impart, followed by Chuck, Cluck, and Duck, bringing you the offending item in the list and it is at this moment that the telephone in the hall begins to ring brightly. Go on, Margaret. Yes, Lady Elswith. Guck. Muck. Pluck. Puck. Ruck. Schmuck. Shuck. Struck. You pause, and know that by now I've stopped jotting notes and no doubt looking at you expectantly. Suck. <laughs> Was that hard to say, Margaret? Don't waste my time, is that everything? No, Lady Elswith, you reply. Say it. No. Lady Elswith. And finish the list with truck, duck, and yuck. I can assure you, now, that I'll take pleasure in the rosy pink complexion I've left you with. Thank you, I say. Now answer the phone. Will you rush out of the room with the book still in your hands? Will you still be thinking about whether choosing to not say fuck aloud was the correct choice?
Will it earn you a punishment later? There is no time to contemplate whether accuracy or politeness was correct, just time for a breath before you lift the handset and politely greet the caller. There's nothing but silence at the other end of the receiver, of course. You are Margaret. You chose this and you want this and I want to give you good things. Every time you hear me say, come to me, Margaret, you respond by descending the stairs in our shared headspace, going to your dressing room to prepare, and refreshing your memory by reading your part in the book of expectations. Your section is marked with a special bookmark, and you'd never consider flipping to another page. In this place, time has no meaning. That preparation can happen over a period of an hour or a minute or a split second for you to take on the persona of Margaret. And I know that when I say, come to me, Margaret, that you'll always feel excited to get dressed properly to serve me and use your etiquette and skills to improve my life. Eager to make a show of serving me in a practical fashion, immersing yourself in this ornate, time-capsuled world. Only when you hear me say, come to me, Margaret, will you know that I want you in this role. You have done a brilliant job of acknowledging part of your true self. You volunteered to show it to me, to trust in us, and to grow in this shared reality. Next time it'll be even better, my Margaret, because you'll instantly return to this place and I will teach you the rules, your routine, and allow you to experience a day together. After our time together, when Margaret's uniform, made of my discarded gowns, is tucked away in the wardrobe, and the book of expectations is closed, you will still feel this sense of pride and know that it comes from time with me and your ability to accept yourself. You are creative and you are necessary for my games. I need you. I want you. And it feels good to be desired in this way. And now, it is time for us to step back from this session. You've made amazing progress and you will continue to do so. Listening to this session regularly to be sure that your trigger is ready for our play. You will continue to please me as only you can do. And while we would love to stay here together in my shared reality, we know 
that it is okay to go. You can return anytime. So I will count from zero to five. And when I reach five, you will have the option to be fully awake or to drift into a natural sleep. Zero. One. Two. fully awake, ready to go on with the rest of your day, or to drift off to pleasant dreams.